If you're a creative, then you know that each of us have our own way of receiving inspiration from our creator. In this podcast, we refer to that as the subtle faculties. We're going to be talking about that and much more. We hope you enjoy. You are listening to the Lit Muslim podcast. All things literature, all things enlightening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's your sister Aisha here. And today I'm with Kashmir Maryam and Sister Wajiha from Sacred Arts Workshop. And our sister Wajiha is going to introduce today's topic. Over to you, sister. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, so today, inshallah, we want to pick up on our conversation from our last session where we talked about the creative process. What is the creative process? And delve deeper into the details. How do we experience them? And from where do they emerge? Uh, from our space, we feel like all of our creative uh, attachment is through our connection to the divine, because through our connection to the divine, that gives us access to our, our full interdimensional selves. And we know that the, the Salat is the miraj of the believer. The prayer is our miraj. But so too, in uh, it, artists will understand that there is a mirage of the art process of this ascension and sort of going to another place to receive something and then come back to the material realm to translate that. And so for some of us, that's words, some of us is painting, and it can be also other uh, types of expressions uh, like a research or a journal. And it can take many, many different uh, shapes. But how do we receive that? We know that we have eyes and ears and hearts. And there are those with eyes but can't see. And there are those who with ears but cannot hear. But what if we can not have ears or not have eyes, but we can see and we can hear? And through what? Through what medium do we hear and do, do we see? Because um, is it truly the sound waves that carry the sound or is it the power of Allah? So we know that like we vibe, we energize through the, the power of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who provides for us these faculties. So as we expand and we become like woke, like woke woman, right? And we awaken these inner capacities uh, we can hear a different hearing and we can see a different seeing and feel a different feeling from beyond. And that always deals with beyond. Even like if you look at Shakespeare work and you look at Summer's Day, he's talking about a fair lady, but he's saying even when you wither to bones and you're completely gone into dust, your beauty will not fade at all. So he's talking, uh, you can see that even when we're not talking about it from a spiritual perspective, but just from this attachment to, to being able to access another space, he's able to translate that and talk about something that takes readers beyond themselves, beyond the material, beyond the physical realm. And a contemporary artist as well, Mary Oliver, she said, what will you do with this one life of yours? I think that's the question she asked. And I, and I love that question. What will you do with this one grand life? You, you can compose what, will, what, what with it. And so that's what we want to, that's what we want to go to today. So like Aisha, when you tap into your inner faculties, do you have, uh, is there a certain sense, a sensory perception from your inner world that is dominant for you? 
That's such a good question. Um, and it's such a good timing as well, subhanAllah, because at the time that we're having this conversation, um, we're doing a course called The Woke Writer, which talks all about how to harness our intuition and use it to create a masterpiece. Um, and just a shameless plug, there's going to be a digital version of the course available soon, inshallah. So you can hear it and you can you can see it for yourself. But the question you asked was, what do I like the some what what are the some of some of the experiences that I might go through in order to um tap into that inner inner knowing that that divine inspiration being able to receive it in in a beautiful way um that's a really good question because there's so many things which are related to how I carry out my creative process so for example um, I know that the way my mind works is through patterns and and putting ideas together. And sometimes it can feel like something a little, uh, it can feel like something uh, almost beyond my my control, something something almost spiritual in a way. Um, but then that's and then and then other things might happen where I'll 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 see things and I'll hear things and then and then I'll see something else and somewhere else and it's almost like a message keeps coming to me. Um, and it's not just seeing, but it's like hearing and and feeling. Most of all, it's feeling. It's the feeling of not um, no sense of urgency, no sense of feeling like I have to show anybody what I have, um, what uh, what I am inspired to do. That's when I know it's something that is probably something I should listen to. Um, so it comes in so many different forms. I've had um, so many different forms, but. I think it differs person to person. And I, I also think that there's complexities within our human nature as well that enable us to have a deeper connection with that divine guidance as well, or we're able to pay more attention to it. Um, for example, uh, there's there's two types of intuition I talk about in the course. There's a human intuition, uh, which is fitra based, which is our programming, the monotheistic belief in our creator. The more that we follow this, the stronger our sense, um, the more we follow our creator and our, you know, his revelation and the prophet peace be upon him, the more stronger our sense of right and wrong is according to the natural way things are supposed to be. Um, and then there's a divine guidance, which is literal guidance that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we call ilham, which has so many different branches to it. There's people might have dreams. Um, there's that auditory you just mentioned, subhanAllah. Um, and then there's also taste, dhok, which is like a taste someone might have um, towards something. So for example, you know, if you're around someone, you might feel like this bitter taste because you don't like something they've said. And it's it's so interesting because the translation for that in English is um, intuition, but the literal translation is taste. So that's, those are just some examples and my own experiences. It varies. It varies. But then I also know something like in my head that the human mind likes to understand things and make sense of things where it 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 doesn't change so much um oh should I word it better the human mind loves to see patterns um so sometimes I'll see something like a cake and I'll be reading something about a cake and then I'll be walking past the store seeing a cake and then my daughter will eat a cake so I'm not instantly going to be like I have to I'm meant to eat this cake it's more it, it's more just like um okay I'll take that into account and inshallah see see what comes from it um sister wajiha what about you actually sister wajiha or sister kashmir 
Yeah, so I I love what both of you said, and I think for me personally, um, I, I it's either one that I need to understand myself a little bit better in this respect because I've never actually asked my question myself this question, um, but just based on I guess right now like the the position I'm in I feel like it comes from different places I can't confine it to just one thing because um you know when I really think about it like I'm very visual so I have to really like if someone says to me write a poem about war I can't envision it within my head I have to see it I have to imagine it and I have to immerse myself in um all the senses that would be involved in that moment um, so I can't say that it's limited to one particular sense for me um, in order for me to connect with it. I, I definitely have to see it and hear it in order for me to be able to envision my own perspective around it and then to kind of translate that into some piece of art, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really good question because that is something that we really have to be in tune with, I think, in order for us to be deeply creative and connected to ourselves so yeah I love that question I love what both of you mentioned as well it's very interesting give me something to think about beyond this podcast as well I think uh, what is interesting and like what this all comes back to is also this idea of um, symbolism so what is a symbol what is a sign a sign like when you see a sign and it says go left or go right it's just an arrow but we know that that arrow is indicating a direction or any other sign like you could say about your cake so if your cake keeps coming up so so what is a cake it's it's a symbol to something sweet to something of a gift to something of an exchange to something that is shared to something that celebrates so everything that we look at we can see the deeper um a list of of things that it indicates and Allah has told us to reflect upon his signs the signs that you know it's like every um I see in fourth of July you know everybody comes outside and everybody looks at the sky and they watch the fireworks that just they go for five seconds and they and they sparkle and I always shift my gaze to the stars and I say look at the difference you know look at this temporary sparkle fizz pop that is dangerous as opposed to this diamonds that Allah has subhanahu wa ta'ala spread across the sky and and it's true within ourselves too we have to look at the symbols um within ourselves and that also takes account of introspection upon our ego self and being really honest um about that uh being uh it's sitting with those uh, those realities as well it's not always an escapism that we can just kind of take in the sweet and the beautiful but if we don't face those barriers within ourselves which are also symbols like this idea of you know mythology and you look at ancient mythology and you look at animals like those different animals they represent the different dimensions of the human uh you know psychology or or tendency so how are we still engrossed and how can we ascend beyond being archetypes of those symbols inshallah that's beautifully said and I completely, completely resonate with that as well. So there are things within us that sometimes can be blocks or sometimes can be um, distractions in some way to being greater connected with our highest selves um, and connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately. And one of like the things that came to mind with what, what you just spoke about, Sister Wajiha, was how 
it's uh, the word spiritual bypassing comes to mind where there's this idea that if you do something then it spiritually related um this isn't just related to islam but any religion that a person practices they'll they'll, they'll they might go by a certain methodology and they believe that if you just do this, then everything will be okay. Ignoring the other parts of us, which are shouting to be heard um, and can sometimes come even more powerfully in our work that we do, you know, the traumas, the wounds, the, the unspoken um, shadow part of us that we hate so much about ourselves. You mentioned ego. Um, and yeah, so I completely, completely resonate with that. And I wanted to ask you like, how can we become more deeply connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in tune with ourselves in order to receive that inspiration and these subtle signs around us? The, the number one uh, barrier, I would say, is attachment to other. So it is, and, and being attached to the divine is a gift. It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think there are some sayings from those who have high spiritual rank. They say once they receive that illumination, you could almost call it the enlightenment, uh, they realize that it was never them. It was always Allah who was the one giving. They, it, was, it was never us who was loving. It was us being loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So being in that space of stop chasing and be right here, be here now with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't have to go anywhere. I've always, I was born with it. And, and so this is the word, uh, this is the idea of un, the uncovering and the removing of, of other than God and cleaning, the cleaning process. And this is, this is in all the books of, of purification of the heart is, is the cleaning and the removal of other than God. Because once you remove what is other than God, there, nothing exists but God. La ilaha illallah. So there is nothing but God. So we just have to remove all the other and then we will naturally find Allah. And Kashmir, uh, what is your um, process in spiritual exploration and how does that tie into your creative process? Yeah, you know, I couldn't have said it better than the way that you just said it then. It's the idea of purifying yourself, your heart, I think. And um, like you mentioned, you know, it's about the detachment from anything other than Allah. Um, and I'll give you just like a really mundane example. Um, like if you think about social media and, you know, as creatives, we put out content out there and we hope that people receive it. We hope that it's um, you know, that it will be liked. We hope that this will happen. That's just a natural human tendency, I think. So um, if we are, you know, honing into our creative process and looking for ways of being more potent in expressing that, I think using this mundane example, what, what one could do, I imagine, is basically creating content and then detaching yourself from the likes, the follows and all these things and just putting it out there in the world because you truly believe it because you that is what you care about and it's something meaningful to you and it's not just for clickbait it's not just to get people to like or follow it uh, or share you know it's something meaningful and then once you detach yourself from that I feel like naturally it will already become um like robust because of the intent behind it but it will also have more power because people will realize oh they're not you know this person or their creative content does not necessarily um is not necessarily formulated for public um interest or appeal necessarily but it's it's real content 
and those who choose to engage with it or um, appreciate it as an art form will appreciate it and those who don't will not you know and so I think um, like that is just a mundane example of how I like to operate in my creative process because I think like something that frustrates me is when I see art or content and um, you know I, I know that art is subjective but sometimes I wonder about especially in the very you know superficial culture that we live in and again just mentioning social media sometimes it's just put out there for clickbait I wonder about that and so that frustrates me and so what I try to do is instead of like projecting my like um, you know the way that I think onto other people and trying to change the status quo I just try to um, fine-tune my own process in that and trying to make sure that I'm not doing that you know that I'm conscious of my content and where it comes from and whether it is accepted or not is really um, you know nothing that I can uh, nothing that I can do about that all I can do is be true and real within that process and put it out there in the world and if it um, is appreciated it's, it's appreciated and if it's not then I detach myself from that outcome um, I, because it's not aligned with my intent so that's how I personally um, operate in the creative process. I think it's really and important to mention the the people because people are generally speaking um, the greatest barrier uh, in our lives uh, as much as we can't live without people and and people are most our most beloved they reflect to us our our deepest struggles and our deepest truths and they bring out the deeper layers so the people uh, is is one of the most intimate, subtle, and revealing aspects of the uncovering of the self. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, I believe the ayah says, fitnakum, um, I, I've created you a, a fitna for each other. So I uh, we are like, in this, it's like in... Everything that we see within another, we have to first ask ourselves, how am I, uh, how am I perceiving that? And why am I perceiving that? And then how am I like that? How am I not like that? And then it, that's why some people say it's very good that if there's some people who don't like you, right? Is that saying it's like if, if some people don't like you, that's a really good thing. It means that you have a sense of, of self and they're not going to like you. And that's great. You know, that's really, really great. So um, finding peace with that and then attaching to a lot and knowing oneself and what they're transmit transmitting and why. Um, once you get to that space, it's so freeing because you're like, I know what I'm doing. You can do what you do. You can like me or hate me. It's all the same. It makes no difference in the world. What about you, um, Aisha? I love what you just said. Um, and I completely, completely agree how people can be our biggest test and they really can be as much as you love them, as much as we cannot live without them. Um, some of us are more drawn just internally towards people pleasing or just wanting to make a positive difference in the world and just really have that impact and and make the world a better place and with that comes the people inside of the world because they are the ones who live in this world you know and so do we so I agree that people can be our biggest test but uh, I also think that they can be our biggest blessing at the same time because sometimes we me myself I 
I find that those closest to me and those who I love the most are the ones who inspire me the most in the work that I do. Um, but I have to say that they are most definitely the ones who show me myself the most as well. Um, when I got married, I learned so many things about myself that completely I was like, whoa, I thought I dealt with this, but obviously not because there's so many layers and layers and and then you just kind of grow and then you have your children and it's a test of patience, it's a test of um, being truly, truly selfless. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he makes it easy because he puts that love in your heart for your children. And then you have people from outside because as creatives, what we do is we have to, uh, we don't have to, but we we are inclined towards sharing what we love with the world we are creative we want to share and make a positive difference in the world somehow and you are completely right because a lot of people don't like us and they don't like what we do um and subhanallah i came i i i i came to this thought and this understanding of a few months back and it was that there are different kinds of people and i would i hope that you can expand on this as well but the first kind of person and I, I my mind works in categories so I hope that it doesn't sound like I'm I'm boxing everyone in but Allahu alam you can like I said you can elaborate on this and build on this understanding but there's different kinds of people there's a kind of people who think for themselves and if they like something doesn't matter who shares it they will genuinely um, be authentic to what they love and they'll they'll love that piece of work despite who shared it you know um, and then there's the other kind of person who 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 appreciates the work but they don't appreciate the person who's doing the work and they they and that changes their whole perception of the work itself and then there's a third kind of person who follows the one either one before them um so and and a majority of people they fall into either of them categories and sometimes you can feel like you're fighting a wave after a wave um, and then you meet other people who are on the same wave, you know, on the same same kind of thought process, on the same kind of grind and the same understanding um, that there's there's more to there's more to the world than than just what we see um, and approaching everything with compassion. I think that's the most important thing. I think I went like 10 different places just then, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, I, 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 and I like that you did that, but I think I wanted to also add um, something else to it, which I was just thinking about while you were saying it, Aisha. And that's that, you know, there's, I don't think that there's anything wrong with people pleasing, you know, I'm, I'm doing quotation marks in the air, but um, because it's been spun off as like a very negative thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily um, people pleasing because an important part of our role as citizens is to be good citizens. So that means being mindful of the greater ummah, you know, like we are an ummah um, in, in uh, if we're talking about in the collective sense. And so, you have to think about other people. You have to have that genuine compassion. And I don't think that that can be detached from any type of art. I think the deepest type of art is the one that has that humanity and the compassion within it because people can people can feel that, you know, even if they're not poets or artists themselves, but they can receive it because that, that touches on their humanity, which all of us have as human beings, you know? So I think there's a difference between trying to please people and trying to make sure that you are conscious of being polite and um, using your your best mannerisms with them. 
but there's a difference between that and wanting to be validated by them. So I think that art really um, sacrifices a lot of its power if it stands upon validation of other people. Because the moment that that happens, you compromise on what is authentic and real, which I think is the foundation of successful art, because you're trying to be validated. And validation, just as you said, some people are going to like you and some people are just not going to like you. You can do anything you want uh, and they will just not like you, you know. And I think one of the companions of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam said that it doesn't matter like how much honey I feed someone, they will still hate me. But then there are others who, um, you know, no matter what, they will always love you, you know. So um, this is just the reality of people and their nature. So I think that we have to be prepared for that. Um, otherwise, if we don't and if we attach everything that we work um, towards or for um, on the legs of other people's validation, then we're going to constantly feel um, uh, unmotivated and unhappy or even some people will fall into depression because of that, you know. Um, so I think that it's always important to attach ourselves, going back to what Sister Wajiha said, attaching ourselves to the things that we do creatively and otherwise on um, our connection and our attachment to Allah only. But but the but the beauty about Islam is that there is a moderation in our relationship with the creator as well as our relationship to creation. And so the two are linked, you know. So I don't think it's just about how we are with Allah, but it's about how we are with other people, the creation, his creation too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting concept. So, I mean, what do you make of that, Sister Wajiha? Yes, it is. Uh, as much as people can be our uh, the source of our trauma, uh, it is only through people that we can heal that very trauma. Because you cannot heal a trauma that was made in an interpersonal relationship outside of an interpersonal relationship. There has to be a learning process within a different type of relationship to clear that dynamic and to find a new uh, sequence where there is healthy connection. So, um, uh, yeah, I totally agree that, especially what you said about validation. Our work should never be on the source of valid uh, on the source of validation. That is, uh, it's dangerous. It's 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 grounded in either either deep insecurity or narcissism, which are basically the two sides of the same coin. And uh, it is completely removed of like consciousness and therefore intuition and therefore baraka. So I think the longer you work and the longer you live, you can start to feel the source of your share or why you're doing what you're doing. And then once you know the difference and you have the clues, uh, you would never want to go to that 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 side because it doesn't feel good and it's damaging and it's lonely and hurtful. So it's as long as exactly what you said, as long as I'm working through an intuition and there is a transmission happening and I can feel that there's a baraka, I, I do the work and I, and it doesn't, nothing else really matters. It is the work itself. The work is its own reward. And, and that is the joy that is living in the highest I don't know, to me, it's the highest, grandest life. Um, there's no replacement for it. No, no amount of material objects could replace the joy of living an inspired life. So yes, everything you said, Kashmir.
But what about you, Aisha? Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, and I think that just being in the public eye, we're always going to have that question of questioning ourselves. Um, and they, there's also this saying which says that just because another person is triggered, that isn't their problem. It's not their fault. It's something within you. Um, there's something that is bothering you about that person. So it's time to look inwards. Why does that bother you so much? Because there's always going to be just another person who's going to be like that um, or be the way, you know, bother you in some way. So I love the fact you bring it back to self. And um, what I got a lot from Kashmir, what she said was her authenticity and just being and from you being grounded in the self and being connected most of all to our creator in and, and living that life where we're guided with everything that we do. We are questioning our actions while we do it. But we're also opening ourselves up to receive the best kind of inspiration that we can get, which is from our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, so we're going to, inshallah, wrap it up very shortly. But if there was one thing, I love to always end on this, and then we're going to give a prompt to our listeners, inshallah. But if there was one thing that you would uh, give as a word of advice to our listeners about this topic, what would you, what would you say? I would say feel your truth feel get get familiar with the difference between your truth and trying to project something of an identity that you might want or think or has been projected onto you get familiar with the feeling of what is your natural uh, expression and just do that through practice and through trial and error and just and uh, I think that's what Kashmir said last time just do it right so you just have to keep working through it and you'll get more and more familiar and it is the matter of experience and Kashmir so I think based on I love that advice by the way Sister Wajika, um, that's something I'm taking forward um, from this session personally because I always find everything that you and I should talk about very therapeutic as well um so my advice would be just, you know, um, piggybacking off what I had just said, um, like contextualizing creativity in probably the most popular um, like um, portal for creativity right now, at least from what is like the most spreadable form, at least in my opinion, social media. Um, for anyone who's listening to this podcast and let's say you are trying to build your creative profile, whether it is as a poet, a writer, um, whether it is as an artist, um, you should always, always, always uh, detach yourself from the likes, the follows and the um, praise, even um, to a certain degree, the praise that people may give you and also the critique. You have to really fine-tune it and decide how you package that and how you accept it and um, how you will use that so I think detaching yourself from that but also remaining true to your art and um, listening I think is the most important thing within that process too so um, don't ever feel down if other people are not appreciating what it is that you're doing even if you're spending hours and hours and hours of the day on this but let's say someone might offer you feedback um, and say, well, hey, well, I don't you try this. This might help you, um, you know, get your work out there or um, help you um, improve your poem or whatever it is. Then to be open and receptive to it, but to still fine tune what you choose to take on the innermost level, your inner core. So I think just, um, yeah, that would be my advice. And don't ever give up what you're doing. 
um, because there was a, a famous saying I came across and it said that just at the moment that you are about to receive the biggest achievement it is that you're you're going to accomplish you're gonna you're gonna meet the highest point of resistance there just there so if you're feeling that resistance that's actually a good sign but just keep pushing through it in whatever it is and always remind yourself of the deeper goal and who you're doing it for um, and why you're doing it so yeah that would be my long advice subhanallah you took it you took it Kashmir and and sister Wajiha so I'm just gonna say remember your why um and there's two kinds of why and there's a big why and there's a small why there's a why in the why so the big why is the ultimate reason why we exist it's the ultimate purpose it's to worship our creator the small why is using what he has given us through this inspiration that we're talking about in this podcast um through the subtle signs that you you receive in whatever way you receive it um that inspires you that pushes you forward that you understand and then once you start listening to it you start following and then you know your small why and once you have these two beautiful things intertwined together um you are by Allah's planet Allah's will only by his will you are going to be on your highest on your path to the highest and the bestest and the grandest life as sister Wajih has said it um so just keep that in mind inshallah okay and with that we are going to end this podcast and jazakallah to our sisters for being here assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh how have you received inspiration when it comes to your creative process we would love to hear from you leave us a review on apple podcasts and we read every single one of them. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can really help us out by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out. If you want updates on what's going on, sign up to our newsletter in the link to wherever you get your podcasts. Stay lit, stay woke, and have a wonderful week.